You are listening to Omnis Protocol. I am Charles, also known as Omnis, and I'm here with Aaron, also known as Spellshock on the Discords. What's going on, man? Hey, Charles. How's it going? Uh, well, it's, going it's well. been about a month since uh, the uh, Adepticon ended, roughly. Um, so I've had a chance to get a couple of games in uh, since then, but... As far as uh, the hobby goes, uh, not too much other than that. I've been playing a lot of uh, Shadowlands Daredevil since Adepticon, but uh, it's just been interesting with, like, there's always so much I want to talk about now after a convention. It's practically like a full month of episodes and such. Like, it's just, you can't fit a whole convention worth of talk into one one hour episode. It's just impossible. So still on the Adepticon train. Um, listeners, if you're, if you're not aware of Aaron's success, um, he did very well at LVO, got into the top 16, and then also at Adepticon ended up taking second overall, uh, in both events, you played Midnight Suns plus Black Order. Is that correct? Yes. Um, I'm running a, uh, Midnight Suns Black Order list. Um, it's got the three main Black Order players of so Thanos, Proxman, Corvus. And then for Midnight Suns, I've got, of course, Blade. I'm running Ghost Rider, Dr. Voodoo, Iron Fist, Black Cat, and then Wong as my two drop. And then I've got one more slot in there, um, which I didn't really have a, anything from Midnight Suns that I wanted to put in. Um, I wanted a four drop for it. And so I finally decided on Vision after kind of hemming eyeing and trying some different things. Uh, so Vision would be that last slot in the uh, four spot. Yeah, Vision's just a really solid character. I can't uh, I can't disagree with that grab. So did you end up playing the exact same roster at LVO as you did at uh, Adepticon? I did keep the roster exactly the same. Um, I did make one change to the tactic slot. Um, I was running Follow Me, I believe, at LVO. Okay. Um, it's kind of some spicy tech to go in from Ghost Rider into somebody else or using Proxima, Mid, uh, Proxima Midnight into Corvus, who gets mm-hmm. a lot of power, and then he runs in to do follow me to some. Um, but I just super consistent, and it also didn't make my five every single time. And so I wanted to try the new Indomitable card that came with the, I think, the Colossus box. And so yep. for Adepticon, I, uh, I swapped out Follow Me for Indomitable. Makes sense to me. And you want to give us the just the full rundown of your tactics cards and oh, uh, sure. prices cards real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm running Heroes for Hire uh, f- with uh, Luke Cage. Um, just a fantastic card, useful yep. in most of the matchups. I've got Medpack, Mothership, Siege of Darkness, Indomitable, Marked for Death, Deal with the Devil, Sacrifice, Bitter Rivals, and Execute. Very nice. Uh, then for Crisis, I'm running, uh, for the Extracts, I'm running Alien Ship Crashes Downtown um, for 20 points. I've got Research Station Attacked at 16 points. Uh, Skull of Scrolls Infiltrate World Leadership at 17. Uh, Demons Downtown. Um, cosmic invasion and intrusions for my secures at nineteen, sixteen, and nineteen points. 
Makes sense to me. So out of curiosity, uh, was there anything specific that drew you to the combination of Midnight Suns and Black Order? Was it mostly like, I want to play Black Order, but like there's some threat levels that you struggle with, so Suns can kind of cover you there? Or was there something more beyond that? Well, it really kind of evolved. Once the uh, errata's and the rules kind of changed by November, I had kind of decided that I want to splash Black Order into one of my rosters, into basically one of the main rosters I was considering for LVO because um, I've had them commission painted. They looked nice. I hadn't had a big opportunity to put them on the table. So I was like, you know what? Uh, it's a great time to splash Black Order and just a lot of different things. So I want to do that. And I originally had decided to try doing a Black Order splash into Avengers, kind of do like a Sam Spam um, one side of the list and then Black Order on the other side. And yep. I practiced it at my local uh, meta and it just wasn't clicking for me. And maybe it's just, I'm not good at playing Avengers or what was going on. So I had talked, I had talked to one of my uh, friends down there about maybe uh, doing a black order X-Men splash. And so we were kind of starting to do that. And then one of my, uh, one of the players uh, at our local meta, Chris Beck um, kind of go went on a midnight sun's kick. And I had been playing him quite a bit and running all sorts of stuff into uh, Midnight Suns. And he, he plays a lot of the blade ghost rider uh, combo. And every time I ran into that, it was just like such a hard slog to get through ghost rider. Or if I ignore him, like ghost rider constantly punished me. And I was like, this is seems really good. And <laughs> <laughs> um I was kind of looking at Blade and looking at his leadership, and I was like, wow, that's Corvus likes to do a uh, some sort of movement shenanigans and attack twice if he's if he is at all able to. So, and there's definitely synergies there and adding the uh, husband and wife combo in through Midnight Suns. And so, my brother. Uh, came uh, over from Colorado for about a week so that we could kind of practice and prep for LVO. And so we basically built that Midnight Suns uh, Black Order list kind of through practice from that week. Hmm. Nice, nice. Okay. So you were kind of playing Midnight Suns more, and then it was like, all right, let's bring in Black Order and see where this goes. Uh, no, just kind of the opposite. It was more just like trying mostly just kind of Avengers with Black Order. And then when uh, we I made the switch to go into Black Order, basically moving Black Order to Midnight Suns, we basically practiced like the Black Order matchups and then kind of looked at everything else to see, all right, what, how do we build the Midnight Suns list to uh, basically cover any sort of weaknesses? Uh, so like we tried... Uh, Craven in with the Midnight Suns. I think I tried Lizard a couple games. Um, and then we, for the three drops, we really kind of settled on uh, uh, Iron Fist and Black Cat. Um, Iron Fist just because he's amazing and he's part of Midnight Suns. And then Black Cat, uh, even though she's really not an attrition character, she does kind of give that level of control um, that sometimes you need. Uh, and either stagger, yeah, stagger on a stick, 
um, where she pays what's well, like two or three, and then it's an auto stagger for and gives one damage, or then she can just steal um, whatever extract is happens to be the most important at the time. Um, yeah, for sure. So kind of the the list evolved, kind of looking at the different weaknesses that uh, Black Order may or may not have, uh, or just things that we were just trying to throw at the wall and see what stuck. All right, one hundred percent. Well, let's uh, let's jump into uh, Adepticon. So, did you plan any of the events at Adepticon before Contest of Champions, or were you just picking up like you know pick up games here and there? I spent uh, Thursday and Friday just doing pickup games. Um, there was actually another list that um, I was trying and like contemplating on: Do I want to go ahead and play this for the Contest of Champions, or do I want to go ahead and go with uh, the Midnight Suns Black Order? Um, so I basically played a lot of pickup games of an X Men Dormammu list um, okay. that we were throwing around, um, but uh, it just didn't seem super consistent, and so. Just when it came time to put a list together, I decided to go with what was super comfortable. Um, yeah. And no one, no one can fault you for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so round one, uh, Depticon Contest of Champions. What was your first matchup? Oh, round one was against Avengers. I believe I played uh, Brian Aurigan. Uh, okay. And uh, I had priority um, and dropped in, I believe, uh, scrolls infiltrate. And I think it was one of those situations where he had some extracts that um, I didn't like to see, which was like the the cubes and the spiders um, are two of them that I didn't really care to see. And uh, normally I do try to pick secures if I have priority, but I, for whatever reason, I, I believe it was, I didn't really care for um, his uh, extracts. So I picked extracts and then he dropped uh, Riot Spark over Extremis, which uh, is something I'm pretty fine with playing in, uh, playing against. And so um, I uh, dropped, uh, I believe it was Blade, um, and this was played at uh, 17 points. So I played uh, Blade, Ghost Rider, which is always my core. I'll always run uh, those two characters in Midnight Suns, uh, which brings me to nine. And then the other eight, I believe I dropped Corvus with the Reality Gem and Iron Fist uh, to get me to 17. And okay. he played Captain America, Bucky, uh, the Winter Soldier, and then I think he played Thor and uh, uh, Two Point Black Widow uh, to get to his 17. And it was uh, one of those games where, uh, like, when we were sending out all of our tokens, um, like, he was a little bit of... I really kind of hate to say kind of like a, a newer player, but kind of he was asking kind of the questions that some of the newer players would go... And it, I kind of started off the game maybe a little bit more relaxed than I should have been. Uh, but, like, when it tar- came down to actually playing the game, like, he was just completely, like, outplayed me as far as, like, he, he definitely knew what he was doing. He may not have played a lot of Marvel Crisis Protocol, but as far as, like, a miniature gamer, like, he was spot on with... Uh, 
with making the decisions that he did. And uh, for uh, that particular game, uh, it really kind of came down to Corvus was able to uh, secure the scroll extract um, because he gets that yeah, extra. Yeah, helps with that, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he gets that little extra boost from rolling the skull. And so on the uh, right side, or no, I guess it would be my left side, um, he was able to secure the uh, scroll extract. And uh, he brought, Brian brought uh, Thor and Captain America in there to contest. And so um, it kind of uh, came down to a battle between Thor and Captain America um, versus Corvus. Ghost Rider and Blade to a cer certain extent um, on uh, my left side. And then on the far right side, uh, where uh, Black Widow and Iron Fist had both run up to try to see if the scroll was up there, uh, there's that uh, Extremis console that they both fought over for for pretty much the whole game. And he was rolling really well on his uh, his counterattacks with Black Widow because um, she wasn't doing any damage to uh, Iron Fist, unfortunately, uh, with her attacks. But like whenever Iron Fist would go into her, she'd counterattack. And I think she managed to daze him through counterattacks. And <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it happens. I mean, that's just yeah. – it's a dice game, and that happens. And then eventually, I think over the course of time, Iron Fist – was able to uh, KO her with a uh, immortal iron, like his big spender, um, which he doesn't usually like to do on Black Widow. But like at the at that point, I, I definitely needed to get as much damage in as possible, so uh, we did the big spender on her. Um, well, and he doesn't really have anything else to do with his power for the most part. So like, if him getting beat up by those counter attacks, like you're like, well, I need to kill her. I need to use some power. Like what yeah. else am I gonna do? Um, so that happened on the uh, on my uh, right uh, wing, and then he kept Bucky in the back to sit on that uh, back extremis console, and I that probably was a good decision, but it did cost him a little bit in that uh, because the action on the left side was going on really hot and heavy. He wasn't able to take a full advantage of Bucky's uh, retaliatory attack, um, which if he was just a smidge closer might have put Brian over the top um, because Corvus got um, beat up pretty early by uh, um, Captain America and Thor um, but eventually Ghost Rider and Blade were able to uh, kind of win the attrition battle, and I was able to squeak it out. Um, I believe that particular game went to time, um, and I was I did have a, uh, a slight points lead. I think the final score ended up being 13 to 7, um, but that was a, a fantastic matchup. Um, Brian played really well, and like I said, if... Uh, if Bucky's just a smidge closer, there's a really good chance that he wins the attrition war and takes that game. So uh, do you have like an MVP from the game? Like obviously Corvus grabbed the scroll, but uh, it's interesting when you have characters like Blade and Ghost Rider and uh, Corvus, like who, who do you think uh, kind of like swung the game for you the most? Um, For that, I, it really kind of came down to a group effort because um, 
early in the matchup, I was able to daze Thor uh, with Corvus. Like he uh, was able to weather an initial uh, uh, Thor charge and strike, and then he one-shot Thor, uh, which kind of gave me a, a nice kind of some nice breathing room. Um, but then on the following turn, uh, Corvus got taken out fairly quickly. Um, so I think maybe kind of my biggest MVP of that game, I think would be Ghost Rider, uh, just because he was able to do a lot of damage and still have the mobility with his, uh, I think it's Hell on Wheels. Um, where uh, he can hit twice and then uh, he can pay move. Yeah. Yeah. Game the uh, long move, uh, hit twice and then, uh, do a long move back to an extremist console. Uh, still get that point. Um, and I believe that happened one or two times during the game. Um, and I, I'd say Ghost Rider would, would have been my MVP for that game just because he was able to do a significant amount of damage and still also make it to the Extremist console score. Makes sense. All right, well, let's move on to round two. What did you get for round two? Um, round two, I ran into Avengers again. Um, this time uh, we <laughs> Sounds did... like my tournament, too. I went Avengers round one and round two. There were there was a, lot a lot of, of Avengers. Um, in uh, Adepticon. Of course, I think there was a lot of ventures at LVO, too. Um, they're yes. a really good faction. Um, but uh, this time, I uh, I also won priority in this matchup. Um, I picked Secures this time um, and did uh, ended up with Demons downtown at 19 points. Um, he did have uh, the cubes, Sterl uh, for the cube, uh, for his extract, and he chose to do 19 um, and he went with a list of Captain America, uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, he had Captain Marvel, uh, which I don't see across the board um, too often, but uh, with the recent changes... Having a size had, 4 character throw on a 4 threat is definitely something I've been contemplating of late. Like, there's... I think she's the only... Is she the only 4 threat that just has a, like, spend power, throw a size 4 character? Rogue does that, too, doesn't she? Rogues is uh so rogue her throw is terrain only, but her oh, spender right. can throw size four characters. So she still sort of can, but like I think I think uh Captain Marvel's the only one that just has the superpower that can just straight up, you know, chuck a uh chuck a size four as a four threat. So I, I think that alone at least puts her in consideration, but it'll be interesting to hear how, how she did overall in the game. Um, yeah, she, she got some work done, if I recall. Um, he had Captain Marvel, and then he, I believe he also had Hawkeye and Black Cat, uh, that he ran, uh, to get him up to 19. And for, uh, this matchup, because I don't like running, uh, Midnight Suns into the wide extracts, um, I think that they're just maybe a little bit too slow in their attrition. Uh, they're a little bit more of a grindy uh, uh, faction. Um, so I don't really like running uh, cubes, uh, uh, running Midnight Suns uh, into cubes often. Um, I okay. mean, I think that they can in some situations, but um, I, Black Order is my preferred drop 
or at least Thanos is my preferred drop when I run into uh, cubes, uh, just because he does a, such a good job of controlling the middle um, of the board. Uh, so if they run up and grab that center cube, then you can reel them in and do the thing that Black Order likes to do with their um, giant whirling machine of death. Um, uh, yep. So I oh, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, just oh. saying, uh, do the do the Black Order shtick. Yeah. Yeah, they do their Black Order shtick. So I dropped uh, the my Black Order uh, three of Thanos, Proxima, and Corvus, and then All I right, also so... dropped in. I also dropped in uh, Danny Rand um, so that I could get the uh, – uh, oh, what's that card called? Uh, uh, Heroes for Hire. Um, so Heroes he for could hire. take in a couple, yeah. So he could take in a couple hits and hopefully throw some people off the point. Um, and so that game, because it's demons downtown and they're just running the uh, secure straight up the uh, middle, um, it it turned out to be a center fight where um, the Black Order uh, kind of took that center point. Um, they were able to grab um, a couple of the uh, cubes. Uh, early, and uh, his uh, Scarlet Witch and Captain Marvel, and I believe uh, Black Cat uh, came down to contest. And for that matchup, it, the Thanos ended up being the MVP of the uh, of that match because he was able to um, do the mind gym on Steve, just turn after turn after turn, pushing him back uh, so that he wasn't able to get his. Uh, his uh, bodyguard, uh, yeah, his bodyguard off, and it made him basically waste activations to move up and then to do something. Um, and so it came down to Scarlet Witch um, was uh, taken out fairly quickly by the Corvus and Proxima, and then he was able to do a decent retaliatory strike with uh, Captain Marvel, where she came in and did her binary form. Um, and I think dazed both Proxima and Corvus. Oh, Jesus. Um, That's scary. And what happened is on the follow-up to that turn, uh, Danny was able to do the Iron Fist and uh, Activator. Uh, so that she couldn't come back and basically do all of that over again. Because after dealing that much damage, she has all the power in the world to binary form again. Um, so Danny was able to do the his big spender and activator. And uh, hmm. okay, I got a rules question for you. I didn't sure. think about this. If um, I don't know if you guys had to check this in the game or not, but when because her binary form lasts until her next activation. If Danny puts an activated token on her, does that end the binary form or does she still have it until the next time she gets to activate? Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure putting an activated token on someone is the same thing as having activated and so it's like my instinct would be that she keeps the binary form for the for her defensive rules. But uh, yeah, just an interesting thing to think about. I'll have to check the rules forums on that one. That would be a good thing to bring up to the rules forums. I I think that she would keep the bonuses. 
Yeah. Because uh, it says until her next activation, right? Yeah. Yeah, she would keep the bonuses. Um, Very cool. Yeah, weird. The stuff you don't think about, right? Yeah, I hope that that didn't come up. I mean, obviously, it came up, but I, I hope it did. I hope maybe not interpreting that rule um, would have affected the game. Um, well, obviously, neither of you guys thought about it in the moment. Like, there's no such thing as a as a perfect game. Everybody right. makes mistakes. Yeah, I know that um, he did. He would have gotten that role because she hadn't activated yet anyway. Um, but I don't remember. I don't think that 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 single attack was able to daze her. Uh, so, I, I guess we'll never know uh, how it uh, turned out. But yeah, I mean, but the odds two more dice, like one, like two dice on one attack roll, like that's like the odds of that even giving one block is pretty low. That is uh, very true. Yeah, uh, so not not super worried about it. Just an interesting interaction. Wasn't sure if you guys uh, had to check that or not. I haven't played enough Captain Marvel to know. Yeah, but uh, okay. So continue yeah. with the game. No, it, for uh, for that one after we after uh, Captain Marvel got activated, uh, we uh, Scarlet Witch was able to be taken out. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, I think Corvus had a fairly uh, a lucky uh, roll of blocks to survive a cruel twist, uh, which doesn't often happen. Um, cruel twist is usually enough to kill just about anything. Um, yeah, that but, just murders uh, people. Uh, he survived a cruel twist and uh, on uh, his activation was able to uh, KO Scarlet Witch and then Thanos and Proxima were able to attrition out Captain America, leaving him with just um, Captain Marvel, who ended up getting KO'd later. Um, and then the Black, uh, yeah, Black Cat had a cube, and uh, Hawkeye was sitting in the back uh, shooting arrows, but I, it just wasn't enough, and I was able to uh, win that one uh, on uh, points. Um, I think I had a pretty big swing, a uh, big ter- last turn, and ended up getting twenty-one to nine uh, for the victory. Um, that can again, that can happen in that crisis combo. Oh yeah, um, there's just so many cubes, and being able to score um, a lot of the cubes and like one or two points was gets you like five or six points really quick. I keep having opponents drop cubes into me lately, and I've been playing uh, Shadowlands Daredevil and, like, switching from X-Men, where I have, like, Healing Factor and, like, I have all these characters that I like to have cubes, and then switching to, like, my my Syndicate team, which I don't actually have anyone in it currently that likes to hold a cube. And so it's it's one of those it's one of those crises that like if you're not if you don't have like a healing factor or the characters that reduce the damage or the characters that just have the health and love the power like that that can be a crisis that just swings the game where just like suddenly people are dying like crazy VP swings like it's uh, it can be a really crazy crisis. Oh yeah, I, especially with demons downtown where a lot of people get um, put on fire. Uh, yeah. You get players that just drop quick. Yeah, there's a lot of time where when you're playing, it only, you know, you have characters live on one, right? Like, that happens all the time. But with cube damage, you just have all these times where, like, oh, well, those times where you would have lived with one or lived with two, you've already taken the cube damage. So now, uh, 
now it's a uh, now it's crazy time. But all right, so you you got two wins in a row. You played Suns once. You played Black Order once. Mm-hmm. All right, and then let's let's talk round three. Oh, round three was uh, was interesting because I played Black Order and I was like, I think I want to play Midnight Suns again. And when I, then I looked across from my opponent, he's also playing Black Order. And when I saw that, I was like, I think I'm going to have to play Black Order again because Midnight Suns in the Black Order is uh, really works out well for Midnight Suns. And uh, on this this match, I had priority. Uh, he had pretty much the same um, secures as I did, so I went with my extracts, and we ended up with scroll, scrolls infiltrate and intrusions open. And when he picked 19 threat, um, I knew it ha- I absolutely had to play Black Order at that point because um, at 19, Black Order gets their full um, 16 uh points with just the black order and then a three drop so um i mean at 17 black order gets a little bit dicey because you don't have that uh that that kind of that perfect uh number of of 16 plus two to get you to uh 18 um so you can't run um the husband and wife um which i mean isn't always necessarily a bad thing, but um, at 17, I pro- I might have tried to run Midnight Suns into whatever he dropped since I knew that I wouldn't be having a deal with husband and wife. But at 19, it was kind of a no-brainer. And so it ended up being a Black Order mirror. And he dropped uh, his Black Order team plus Baron Zemo, and I dropped my Black Order team plus Iron Fist again. Um, and Black Order versus Black Order is just a really kind of a cerebral matchup because you're having to really kind of watch out for whatever the opposing Thanos uh, can do to pull your guys out of position. And you have to use your Thanos to try to pull his guys out of position. And it really comes down to a matter of uh, who gets to kill the other Corvus first. (laughs) And yeah, I, I do not envy. I mean, I mean, I know there's probably listeners right now that are going, you two deserve each other. But uh, I, and that is not a matchup that I want to play. <laughs> I Honestly, it's really just kind of fun because it does just kind of devolve into just kind of that chess match as far as like, all right, I'm going to move my guys a little bit closer and he moves his guys a little bit closer. And at some point we know we're going to meet up and fight over something. But there's just it, – it's so much of a positioning battle. Um, yeah, I agree and there. so I, I honestly, I don't mind the matchup. Um, I got to try it at LVO and, uh, I think I learned some things there. Um, but, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think of it as something that's like horrible that I would hate to do. Um, but, uh, I, I can see how some players may not like, uh, Black Order Mirror that, that, I wouldn't mind Black Mortar Mirror as much if it weren't also on a central crisis, right? If you're playing it like on Extremist Console or something, I think that's mm-hmm. still a really interesting game. I yeah. don't think I would want to play it on uh, like Demons or Gamma if I could avoid no. it. But no, that um, okay, <laughs> all right. So continue with the continue with the matchup. All right. Um, so in this one, uh, my uh, Proxima. And uh, his Zemo both went to my right side to try to find the uh, scroll, and it didn't work out for either of them. 
and then I uh, brought in um, uh, Danny ran over on the left side and he wasn't able to find the, the scroll. And then I believe he brought his Proxima up to the center uh, console, still not finding the scroll. And then eventually my Corvus was able to uh, go on uh, my uh, left side and find the scroll, which was uh, really not the greatest uh, thing uh, for him because at that point he has uh, Thanos and Corvus left to go and I've got my Thanos and he brought his Thanos up and pulled Corvus towards his Corvus. And uh, then I was able to bring my Thanos in and pull Corvus back and then push his Thanos away. And me being able to have the advantage of the extract and then we're kind of sort of tied on the other secures. He's got that one extra secure in the center. And then I think, uh, uh, we were tied on the uh, a left, uh, the right side. So that means that whoever has the uh, the extract is going to be going ahead on points. And so I basically just then defended that left um, intrusion console for the rest of the game. And because I had sacrifice and um, uh, Heroes for Hire, I was able to keep my Corvus from getting uh, dazed and was able to uh, KO his Corvus first. And then once his Corvus got KO'd, it basically became a, a just not really a war of attrition, but just because I had more models on the board than he did, uh, I eventually uh, pulled out the win on that one. Um, and he wasn't able to score as many points as I was because he was having to move his uh, models over to the left side where Corvus, Iron Fist, and Thanos were camping out, and Proxima basically just sat on the right on the right my right side, scoring point after point after point. Um, and kind of an interesting thing that I learned on the intrusions is uh, when you uh, interact with one. Um, and uh, you don't get ported to the, uh, the, like you roll a skull or a blank, and someone else gets to put you on the point that you don't want to be on. Because it's not the same extract, or not the same uh, secure uh, 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 as the one that you originally uh, uh, interacted with, you are able to spend power and interact with that new um, secure and try the teleport again, uh, which mm -hmm. I originally didn't think that you could do, but after uh, talking about it, um, that's 100% correct. You can uh, interact with a different uh, secure token and try the port again. Uh, but that's something that I did learn and something that I probably will use when I uh, play uh, intrusions again. Yeah, really important information for if you play those really brawly crisis and you like intrusions as one of your three, like that, it's a it's important tool to keep in mind for sure. Yeah, uh, I think right. another thing that came up in this match was kind of the importance of that sacrifice card. Um, yep. Because I'm on I board. Believe, yeah, I think Thanos was able to uh, come in and take a hit for uh, my Corvus, uh, which 
I mean, Corvus and anybody is going to deal a lot of damage, but Thanos does have a lot of hit points and um, was able to uh, to survive a, Cor- a, a Corvus assault. Um, and I think that was one of the key moments of being able to sacrifice and protect my Corvus. And so I think if I had to give an MVP to that one, it would be my Thanos again, uh, just because him being able to move um, uh, his Thanos back and cost him an extra um, uh, action to move back in and being able to protect my Corvus by uh, uh, doing the uh, space gem and moving him backwards um, really helped put me over the top on that one. So I think Thanos gets yet another MVP for that match. I mean, I do think you got to give a special mention to Corvus because obviously your Thanos wouldn't be as effective if you didn't do something that put your opponent in the position of needing to activate Thanos first. Right. And like Corvus having that extra, extra die roll or that extra chance to get the scroll. Cause otherwise he gets to activate Thanos. He gets to activate his Thanos last. And that would be, uh, that'd be a very different game, but man. Yeah. That's, that's gotta be one where you were very happy when Corvus came up with that, uh, scroll. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if he gets the scroll first, it probably, it probably goes the other way. Um, I mean, who knows what would happen of course, but I think being able to pick the, up the extract first is such a huge advantage. Um, so I, Corvus well, it feels like you activated, I was just going to say, it seemed like you activated Corvus at the exact right time because you're you're kind of going well. I need to do my Corvus before they do their Corvus because right because you the really the, there's a really high odds of whoever's Corvus tries has a pretty reasonable shot at getting it. Yeah, yeah um, I, I would agree. And so you kind of, but you can't do it too early, right? Because then there's just too much power to bring to bear on that character right away. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a tough, pretty technical moment, but, uh, yep. Well, it worked out for you. So you are now three and O you played sons once black order twice. What was your, what was your round four game? My round four game was into, uh, uh, spider foes. Okay. Oh yeah. (laughs) I know this opponent. Uh, and uh, this one was a little different in that I've never seen Ghost Rider played with spider foes, um, but it turned out to work out fairly well for him. Uh, we played uh, Intrusions Open again versus Cubes, and uh, this one was uh, also played on 19 Threat. And again, I don't like playing my Midnight Suns into... Uh, into cubes if at all possible, but just kind of the way that the uh, board was set up. Um, and also I had played black order twice in a row and I really kind of wanted to get another rep in with midnight sun. So I played uh, midnight suns, um, but I also uh, picked Thanos. So my, uh, my 19 was ghost rider and blade and then Wong and Thanos um, as at 19. Uh, and then he played uh, Dr. Voodoo, Green Goblin, um, Dr. Octopus, Mysterio, and Ghost Rider. I think that gets him up to 19. Um, 
but uh, this game was uh, really kind of interesting. Uh, he did his uh, is it tricks and traps that you that you uh, sinister traps. On, sinister traps. Thank you. Um, so he put a sinister traps near where uh, Thanos had lined up, and so I wasn't able to go get that cube over there. Um, so. I basically let him. Um, I ran up and uh, grabbed uh, the far left cube with, I believe, Blade, because um, there was this huge apartment building, like one of those. I think it's like a size five apartment building, um, right in the center of the map, and the cube was like right behind it. So Blade went up and grabbed that one, and then he brought his Ghost Rider in and grabbed the center. Um, the center cube. And so then I ran in my Thanos and reeled Ghost Rider in with uh, the mind gem and then brought up uh, my, my Ghost Rider with, I think the uh, uh, Thanos's uh, teleport. Um, The name of it escapes me. Um, Cosmic Portal, I believe. Yes, thank you. Cosmic Portal. He Cosmic Portaled up Ghost Rider, uh, mind gemmed uh, himself up there, and was able to uh, uh, daze his Ghost Rider between Thanos and my Ghost Rider. And then Wong uh, stepped up to, uh, I think, secure the middle point, and then. No, Wong actually stayed back and gave uh, more power to Ghost Rider, um, thinking back on it. But he also moved up. Um, and then because I had less um, – I had priority going into the uh, top of uh, of two, I did the uh, um, the Midnight Suns tactics card, uh, Siege of Darkness. And between Wong – Thanos and Ghost Rider, we were able to KO his Ghost Rider and force him to do deal with the devil. Um, so poor Dr. Octopus really never got a chance to do anything this game at all because he uh, was the person that was chosen to do the deal with the devil. Um, and then, Sorry, Doc. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, he had to pick a three-pointer, and uh, Mysterio uh, was probably a much more valuable person for him to keep a hold of um, because like every time Ghost Rider uh, kind of started going up the middle, um, but he wasn't able to quite get in there because Mysterio would run away. Um, and so it kind of then became a battle between uh, uh, Dr. Voodoo on my right side, um, had a cube and uh Thanos was able to reel him in and hit him pretty hard. And I think my favorite moment of this game was uh, being able to mind gem his Dr. Voodoo into the sinister traps to K- to KO Dr. Voodoo. Um, mostly oh because God, like being nice. able to, being able to get around sinister traps um, that way is just, it feels good. Uh, but his Ghost Rider, uh, when it uh, when he came back from Deal with the Devil, uh, was able to do quite a bit of damage uh, to the point where I believe he killed Wong. He flipped my Ghost Rider. Um, I Blade came within like one point of dying, 
and had to run all the way to the right side of uh, the board to basically sit on that secure over there. And he hid behind a tanker truck for like the last two rounds of the game because uh, he he was he was like again within one point of dying he wasn't able to hold any sort of cube or anything he just basically had to go hide. I um, want to make sure he didn't get Wesley sniped. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I went there. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome, Aaron. Yes, thank you um, so much. Anyway, that sounds like a crazy close game. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, going his Ghost Rider into my Ghost Rider was really kind of an interesting matchup. Um, I haven't done Ghost Rider versus Ghost Rider before, uh, but that was a lot of fun. Um but yeah, I just ended up with more cubes than he did and being able to secure that uh, far right side point relatively uncontested helped me uh, bring me over the top for a 17 to 10 win. Nice. So interesting thing for the listeners, um, there was four uh, four different four no's at this point, which was myself, Aaron, uh, Nate, and then there was one other guy. I think he was playing Avengers. But um, he was dropping because he was also playing in War Machine Masters, I believe. Um, and so what ended up happening is the uh, the person ranked fifth got kind of bumped up to the top four, which was your opponent, the person yes. you just played. Um, and so then we found out that night that um, – uh, wait, maybe I'm – Wait, that was round four, right? Now I'm that was confused. round four. Didn't you wait? Because I played. So did you wait? That doesn't make sense. That can't be right. You played him. That had to be a different Spider Foes player, right? Because you didn't play yes. him a second time. No, I didn't play the same Spider Foes player twice. Um, okay, gotcha. Sorry, I was confused. Was... That was not him. Uh, Nate's round four was against him, which was why Nate and I ended up playing in round five, and then you got to play against another Spider Foes player. Um, yes. So, yeah, just listeners, just ignore that part. I was just thinking, oh, Spider-Foes player doing well, probably the same guy. And then I realized, no, that that definitely doesn't make sense. Now, this was a uh, completely different uh, Spider-Foes player. And uh, I had I did not know that the Avengers player was um, had made it through the uh, War Machine Masters and was planning to drop. And so I kind of came into the morning of uh of uh, finals day uh expecting to see two avengers list and then your uh x-men black order list and then found out that i was gonna be playing against uh criminal syndicate and spider foes and i haven't gotten a ton of reps into criminal syndicate and was really worried that uh, i was going to see uh criminal syndicate across the table and so I was like, I got to win this priority roll so I can pick my secures. And we tied on the priority rolls. We roll again and he gets it. And I'm like, well, as long as he doesn't get superpower scoundrels, I think I've got a shot at this. And of course he gets superpowered scoundrels. <laughs> oh, and um, I picked uh, my extract was alien ship. And I'm like, well, there is 0% chance that it's not going to be criminal syndicate. So I have to play black order because Midnight Suns just loses to Criminal Syndicate in my experience. Uh, at least kind of when we, I, I've only played against them like once, 
um, and it did not go well. And when I've kind of theory crafted around it, like I just can't deal as much damage and I don't know if I've got enough control to keep them from scoring as many points as they do on their secures. And because there's five nodes on superpowered scoundrels, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to get enough points. And so um, I dropped Black Order because I think they've at least got a chip in a chair in a criminal syndicate because Thanos can move people around and Proxima and Corvus are just so much more efficient at uh, one-shotting people. Um, I was like, well, maybe I can one-shot his kingpin and uh, keep him from getting that leadership if I can if I can KO him really fast. And so that was yeah. my plan. I brought in Dr. Voodoo to maybe uh, cancel out a juggernaut or someone else. Um, so I, I ran my Black Order plus Dr. Voodoo, fully expecting to run into Criminal Syndicate. And then he drops Spider Foes and completely threw me off at that point. And uh, he, I don't know exactly uh, how often he plays what, but he seemed really comfortable playing with spider foes. Well, um, I'll tell you, Aaron, I had the same thought against him. I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to play against Criminal Syndicate. That's what I was totally focused on. I did win priority, and so we were going to play. But then he seemed totally fine with it. And, yeah, he, obviously he dropped foes. But I get the impression he was like 95% sent a foes player, not really a Criminal Syndicate player. I, I would not shock me one bit because he definitely knew what he was doing. Um, but uh, this game was uh, Alexa a little bit similar to the Black Order game that I played. Uh, the Black Order mirror matchup that I played where uh, Corvus was able to go in and secure the widget uh, fairly early. Um, the uh, the uh, alien ship uh, core um, yep. on the right side. And so I basically put most of my team over then on that right side because he did uh, sinister traps on the center node. And because Corvus had activated, uh, I think the last or second to the last activation, but I think it was the last activation. Um, he was a little bit out of position with his juggernaut and uh, green goblin and I think Toad on all on the left side, and he had uh, Mysterio and uh, Doctor Octopus um, on my right side, where I had basically put the rest of my team there. Uh, and so it took him quite a bit of the second turn moving Juggernaut and uh, Green Goblin over there, which cost him time and points and uh with this game it was a little weird in that uh most of the time black order dice um with uh, corvus doesn't really disappoint but for whatever reason uh corvus and proxima had just a heck of a time uh trying to kill and KO both Mysterio and Dr. Octopus. Like he did a really good job of using sacrifice. And I think uh, Mysterio was able to run away um, to get just out of range on like a, uh, 
a key moment. And so KOing those two models took a lot longer than I thought that it would. Um, and Thanos was able to delay the Juggernaut a little bit by using his... Uh, 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 he can't use the Mind Gem on him, but he can Cosmic Portal him. And so yeah. uh, he was able to delay him a little bit by Cosmic Portaling him back. Um, but this game came down to um, Thanos just being like, just almost like a millimeter out of um, getting, uh, he basically got moved, um, I think, by Mysterio. He's got either a, his builder or a spender um, can cause someone to uh, advance. And builder. yeah, uh, he was able to do quite a bit of damage on a Thanos and got him down to like what sinister traps. And it just came like just a smidge out of being able to uh, uh, do the sinister traps and do the green goblins, like exp uh, the thing where he if someone walks uh, within, I think it's three or four of them, he can cause something to explode, um, which yeah. would have ended Thanos right then and there. And I think, I don't think Thanos had the widget at this point, um, but he might have because Carvis did get uh, dazed by um, either Juggernaut or, uh, or Mysterio. Mysterio did a lot of work that game. Um, but Thanos surviving on one was really what was able to push me over the edge. And then I was able to out attrition him finally on the right side and was able to uh, win on points uh, to get me to 16 to 12. But that was a very close game. And if Thanos dies, then, or not dies, but gets dazed, um, probably I don't win that game. Uh, so it, it really just kind of came to just that close of a uh, situation. Well, yeah, um, that sounds like that's a butt clencher for sure. We were like, oh, God, oh, God, Thanos is about yeah. to die. Oh, thank the Lord. Um, the, the other thing was for this, uh, the scoundrels uh, uh, secure scenario was was not something that I'd seen a lot because it's a relatively new crisis. And yeah. so not being used to. Uh, that they automatically get cover, even if you're within two of them. Is If you're not on that point too, then uh, Mysterio and Dr. Octopus having cover the entire time and me not being smart enough to stick Corvus and Proxima also on the same node yeah. um, definitely helped with their survivability a lot. So when I play that scenario again, I'm definitely going to have to be a lot more mindful of keeping my models closer um, to the uh, secure nodes. Yep. Makes sense to me. All right. So we get built up. You are now five and zero. Oh. Uh, I lost the semifinals game to Nate in another butt clencher. And then, um, so it's going to be a final streamed game between you and Nate. Um, how are you feeling going into this matchup? Do you feel like you've done very well overall and are just happy with your success? Or you're just like, I want to take this thing. Like what, what was going through your mind at that point? I was actually really surprised that I had gotten as far as I did. And so um, I think I was texting uh, some of uh, my uh, friends from Colorado um, on 
messenger chat and I was like, you know, at this point, um, I at least secured third place because I didn't know that we're, they were going to do the uh, top table cut and whoever gets the between one and two gets uh, uh, second place regardless. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know what, at this point, if I get third, I'm going to be super happy because uh, like, I know Nate from the Gamers Guild. He's gotten a lot of reps in and he's a really good player. Uh, so like, I wouldn't say that I wasn't like, I wasn't going, I, I wasn't going into it super confident. Uh, like I, I, I knew that I had done well up to this point, And so my goal was to just basically do my best and see if I could take the whole thing. But um, I, I didn't have a ton of confidence going in. I also uh, have not really ever, I don't say I haven't ever, but it, I don't generally win a lot of uh, tournaments. And so doing that well in such a huge field uh, was kind of new to me. So I, I did come into it kind of nervous. Um, but I think talking to Nate, I think all three of us who took first, second, and third, I think we were all like, when we, all of us were 4 0, I think we were all just very happy with our performance. We're like, yeah, yeah, we've done well. Anything past this is icing. Yeah. Um, so I don't think you were alone in that. I think that was one where just like all of us were just like happy to be doing well with our rosters. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So let's talk about this finals game. Oh, man. I have thought about this game a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, uh, spoiler alert, I did not win this game. Um, so I, I think I found that on the games that you lose uh, are the ones that you think about the most. And so... I have played this game over and over in my head. And I think I've come to the realization that I played this game horribly. Um, but like at the start, things were going well. Um, I, uh, uh, he won priority, I believe. And uh, he picked uh, his extracts. Um, and I picked, I obviously picked secures and it came down to, uh, what's, I think it's like, uh, cosmic invasion, black order descends on earth, um, versus hammers. And because I had, uh, he had priority, I got to pick points and I was like, in this scenario, it needs to be black order and it needs to be 16. So I snap picked, um, the 16 points and went with my black order three and he brought in Loki with the mind gem and actually, I don't remember if he had the mind gem or not, but I know he brought Loki. He had, um, he had the mind gem. 100%. Okay. Yeah, mind gem. Um, he had captain America, black Panther and Iron Man. And right at the beginning of the game, um, I f move, uh, Corvus to be able to pick up the bottom hammer and I forget to pick up the hammer with Corvus. So that was mistake number one that I made. Um, and like I, after we had picked points and we're at 16, I was feeling a lot more confident at that point because I think Avengers in the Black Order in that particular um a secure scenario. I think black order is heavily favored. Um, like if two people of average skill run that matchup, I think black order takes it like 70%. Uh, 
like a 70-30 matchup. And so I was feeling maybe a little bit overconfident at that point. And maybe I was super nervous or maybe it's just because I've been playing well and like sometimes you just trip over a, a rock and just fall down. But like I did not pick up the hammer. And uh, so that uh, would have been an extra dice for Corvus. Corvus rolling six dice plus uh, Thanos boosting him up um, equals a lot of dazed and KO opponent models. And I just, I didn't take advantage of that. And then, so that cost me quite a bit. And then I made another huge mistake where uh, Corvus has gone up. Um, he's, uh, I get, uh, priority at the uh, top of two, of, uh, of round two, and instead of activating Proxima first, so that I can take advantage of the husband and wife combo and securing my uh, my priority throughout the game, I activate Corvus and Days as Captain America, and then because um, Thanos then dazed Black Panther. Um, he didn't activate two characters, and so he's got priority on the top of three. And if I would have run uh, Proxima first at the top of two, like I had originally intended, and then I just forgot, um, I would have been able to hold on to that priority uh, regardless of dazing Black Panther. Um, but I should have run Proxima over, basically double moved her over, um, next to uh, his Captain America so that I could have uh, husband and wife with Corvus and uh, kept priority and I didn't. Um, another huge mistake I made in the game was not taking Execute. Um, it's the only reason I run Execute in that uh, in the list is for Captain America and Black Panther um, because they can just sometimes never die with I can do this all day and Black Panther's ability, which escapes me, that lets him count blanks of successes, um, having Vibranium, a Yeah, something. Yes. Yeah, I forget the exact name of it, but yeah. Yeah, having a, a clutch execute to make them not roll dice at all can be really huge. And f for some reason, I just didn't bring it. Um, but uh, it's, it's easy to get trapped. Like if you've been playing kind of the same cards all day, you're just kind of like, it's easy to autopilot into, you know, kind of like, Oh, this has been the set that's been working for me. And you kind of forget about that. Oh, I brought this one for these specific situations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Nate played the game brilliantly. Like um, I had never seen the trick that he pulled with Loki where um at this point, I've got kind of an advantage where Thanos is holding, I think it's three hammers at this point, because he KOs Black Hammer, and he had picked up um, uh, one of the my hammer at the bottom. Um, so Thanos is looking good. He's on, I think, pretty much full health at this point. And at the, uh, at the end of, uh, towards the end of round two, Nate had moved Loki over towards the center, and then because he has priority, he run, he chooses to do blind obsession where Loki is blindly obsessed with Thanos. And then Loki's got I am a god where he gets to count his blanks of successes and just one shots Thanos. Um, or it might, I think it took him two hits to do it, but he basically double taps Thanos and, and dazes him and then picks yeah. up all the hammers. He acts and, like a mini Corvus. Yeah. 
And at this point, I'm just like, oh, no. What am I going to do now? <laughs> and I then make another blunder in the game where instead of trying to focus Loki down, I'm like, well, Loki's already gone. If I can KO his Captain America because he's already dazed, I think I can salvage this game. And what I should have done is just husband and wife and focused everything I had into Loki because Captain America can bodyguard. He definitely was in range to bodyguard, but it does cost him um, power. And so my thought, I guess my thought was that, you know what? I think I've got a better chance at um, double tapping uh, Captain America and the roles just didn't happen. And so he ended mm. up having Captain America live, uh, which was kind of a nightmare. And uh, at that point, it was f fairly kind of curtains for me at that point. Um, I was able to kind of come back and it, it did get interesting with the final uh, bit of roles where he had to uh, uh, kill my Proxima Midnight with his Iron Man because Thanos had had a pretty good turn and was able to knock out Captain America and I think Black Panther. Um uh, I don't remember if it was Thanos or Corvus that was able to finally do it, but um, his Captain America and Black Panther. Somebody yeah, got there. Somebody got there. Um, his Black Panther and Captain America got KO'd, and then he was able to bring his uh, his Iron Man in and uh, KO my my uh, Proxima Midnight. Um, so he was he had all the hammers on Loki and was able to secure, secure the win. And the other thing that I forgot to do was uh, because he didn't want to give Proxima cover, he moved up with Iron Man um, to be within two so that she wouldn't get cover from the car. And I forgot to roll. Uh, I forgot to use her. Uh, martial prowess. Martial prowess. And, I mean, I rolled blanks on my three rolls. So I, I bet who knows how those other two dice would have gone. Cause if she blocks two, she survives and then maybe she's able to kill Loki. Who knows? Um, yeah. But it's just one of those things where like you forget that it's on her card and <laughs> you don't get to use uh, it enough. You don't, you don't get to use it enough. And I should have remembered, but uh, uh, it was a fun game and Nate just did a really good job of not making any mistakes. Or if he, he, who knows, he probably thought, could thought about the game and was like, I could have done these four other things. But like, from my perspective, he played the game really well and um, pulled out the win. And uh, I didn't, I came close, but uh, I didn't quite get there. So, but that, that was a very good game. And I enjoyed our match a lot. He was, he was a fantastic opponent. I can tell you, uh, I, there was a part of me that was happy that I uh, lost to him. Uh, again, it was kind of the same story, right? Where I just, I felt like I made mistakes. I felt like Nate basically played perfect given every situation. Um, but I was very worried that if I beat Nate, that it was going to be you and I in the finals. And if we, if, if you got to choose secures, that we would be playing black order versus black order. And I just thought that would be a, an awful finals game and the internet would all hate us. 
And so I was like, all right, at least this is Avengers versus Black Order as opposed to like I would have loved to like win priority and get to see how I could do with my X-Men versus uh, a strong Black Order player like yourself. But I just had this bad feeling that you would win priority. We'd be playing on your secures and uh, that it would just be this like crazy brawl in the middle. And I was like, that's not the finals game I want. So I'm I'm happy that you got to play in the finals and uh it sounds like you guys had a really good game and man congratulations like second place that takes a lot of work and everybody's tacked for black order and you still did well with them. Yeah, I was I uh, you can't go into a field of what is it 66 or 67 people and yeah, I think coming 66. up second and feel bad about it like yeah, for sure. Being able to take top would have been great, but you know what? I got a second, and so I'm completely happy with uh, my performance. Um, all the people that I played were just class acts. Uh, like, I didn't play against a single player that was like, man, I would just regret playing that guy. I just kind of wish I would have <laughs> conceded the game and just went and did something else. But no, like, all the all the people I played against were just absolute great players. Um, there wasn't, like any sort of drama in the matches, which is always nice. Like uh, if there was any sort of like rules question, we called a judge, there were no hard feelings about it. And the judge made his rulings and like, it is, it was a very good two games or two days of Marvel crisis protocol. Um, I'm glad we did not just try to power through it and play six games all on Saturday. That just probably would have been a bit much, um, like I've done like a five game tournament um, before, like a five game day tournament, and that's just that's a that's a lot of games in a row. So this this tournament just felt just right playing four and then cutting down to uh, the top four. It it was a good day, or a good uh, two days of Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yep, one hundred percent. So uh, all said and done. Again, like I said, congratulations. Great run. It was a great event. Um, not going like, to gush too much about Adepticon here because I've already done multiple episodes gushing on Adepticon. Um, but Aaron and I are going to do a bonus episode. We're going to be talking a little bit about, like, is it's his roster that's changing? Is he switching affiliations? What's, what's next for him? What cons are next for him? Um, so that'll be a fun chat for, the, for those of you that subscribe on Patreon. It's just a buck a month. Um, but otherwise, uh, Aaron, have you done any other content that we can shout out? Any articles, any guest spots on any shows or anything like that? I have not done a guest spot on any shows. I haven't written any articles, although I, you know what? Maybe I should, uh, try to write up a couple paragraphs and see if, uh, um, what is that, uh, kind of that central site that's got all the cool articles on it. Um, uh, across, uh, across the, the, the uh, Yeah. The Nexus. <clears throat> Maybe I will do just kind of a small write-up of uh, the Black Order Midnight Suns list and uh, just give my thoughts on it. Because uh, I know, like, uh, when I've gone on the uh, Discord channels for uh, for especially Midnight Suns, like, there's just uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of opinions on like what the uh, alt- the optimum lineups are and. Um, I know there's a lot of successful players on that uh, on that Discord, and they 
there's a lot of people that think that Ghost Rider is definitely not an optimal um, <laughs> member of good. the Midnight Suns, but just in my opinion, like he's the he's the entire reason that I've been playing that list, just because I I think that he's got a lot of legs. Um, so maybe I'll just kind of write up an article and see what happens. Um, and maybe just kind of put my thoughts down on paper, but, um, or maybe just, it'll be just an article on like why I like Ghost Rider so much. Um, but, uh, no, I don't, I have, I haven't written any articles. Uh, this is the first podcast I think I've ever done. Um, so well, welcome to the podcasting matter. world, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, yeah. if people want to search you out, at least, uh, your spell shock on all the MCP discords, right? Yes. Yep, okay. I am Spellshark. Um, uh, feel free to send me an IM or something if you have a question or just whatever. I just want to say hi. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, that's my handle, and uh, Discord is probably the best way to uh, reach me. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap up the primary episode here, and I'm going to say the most OP thing that you can do is execute Captain America because his dice screwed both Aaron and I. <laughs> that seems like a good plan to me. Execute yeah. Captain America. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, good times. <laughs>